Alrighty, welcome back. Another episode of Post Phase and She Stakes. The return of Mr. Timothy Mullen. How do we do? I'm good. I'm good. It's been too long. I yeah, missed yeah. your face. I'm, I mean, I had to do a solo episode last week, and that was uh, it was it was it was it was rough. You know, I didn't have any moron in my ear. You know, I didn't have it's true some barbaric conversation going on, but. I feel like we've uh, we've done a disjustice to our fans by being, you know, our timing and our scheduling has been rough. But uh, yeah. you speak on the solo episode. I had to do a little solo clips before, and I gotta That's say, true. it's not the same. It's, I was yeah. like, I lost, I, I lost my passion when I have no one to yell at and hear something stupid. Like it's like the, yeah. it's the gasoline I pour on my fire. It's mm. hard to really spread. I can get the embers going, but it's it can't really spread anywhere. It's a fair point. So, it's a fair point. I've missed you, my dear friend. It's good to be back. It's good to be. Merry back. Christmas to you. Merry Christmas as well. I got my. Little Santa hat. What you got rocking there? Reindeers, baby. Reindeers. Oh, a little reindeer action. I like it. I like it. It's and a what, classic. And it's what are we sip, what are we sipping on? Uh, G and T. Okay, I got a little uh, little, little Southern Mule action. A little copper cup. Classic. Yeah, yeah. A little uh, is Jameson Orange. If you've ever had that, it's interesting. It sounds festive. Do you ever do you use that copper cup for anything else, or is that one of those cups that like you just use? For I just found this it. purpose. I just found okay. it in the cupboard. So, so most likely it was only for that, and that's why it was buried deep in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fair enough. But yeah. we've had a lot of sighting football in the last three weeks now. I yeah. mean, the Eagles. The, you know, nothing's changed. They continue to keep winning. Like we yeah. could just, we could have been just signed off for the last like six weeks, and it just would have been the same thing. They just keep winning, and they keep winning in different ways is like my oh, yeah. so like the thing people were like comparing them to was like oh they're like the cardinals or the steelers who are undefeated and then like faded out towards the end of the year but i kept saying like it doesn't seem like this kind of team and yeah. and they've they've proven it like what was it the packers game where they ran was it they threw a lot or they ran a lot i'm trying to remember i think the Actually, packers they, they ran a lot right yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was yeah, the game then, that they they ran, but they couldn't stop anyone before they signed right, yeah. the ball. And so, so we, yeah, they ran for like what 200, 300 yards, and then the next game was against what the Titans, and they threw for like three hundred, oh, yeah. four hundred yards. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like they can do it. Like you, if you take out one phase of their offense, they will switch to something else. And like against Chicago, um. They struggled yeah, early. I mean, Hertz admitted that he he said it was much colder than he thought, and he was like, his hands were cold. I mean, it's a weird excuse, but uh, he was saying he wasn't like prepared for it. Um, he did like a little rough in the first quarter, first and then the second quarter a bit. But he, I mean, they found ways to win. They kind of did like a little short game action, and then would hit a couple of long balls. And man, Devontae yeah, is such a baller. Like he'll go up against anything. He'll challenge anybody. I love that. Even for how like small what, he is, I think what gets ignored when it comes to him is like we are just drooling over AJ Brown, how elite of a wide receiver he is. Yeah. We have never, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. We've never seen a wide receiver as good as him since like To, but like we underestimate like Devontae Smith is very good and he's developing oh, even more. Like he's he looks sh- so good. He's in the I think he's over nine hundred now, so he should get a thousand yards by the end of the season. We'll have two thousand yard receivers, thousand yard rusher, and. Uh, an MVP caliber QB. So, yeah, uh, I will. I will not ask bad. you: Do you think does does Jalen potentially not playing the next couple of games? Is that going to impact his MVP chances? Uh, well, I mean, this is what happened to Carson. 
when he had that that good season. And I, I still think if I'm get, the, the MVP, I mean, uh, we could argue about whether it's right or wrong or who we think. I think this is Patrick Mahomes' award, and it's pretty much his unless he gets injured. Mm. But you know how it goes. Once the narrative is written, because it's a quarterback award, we all know that yeah. now. Yeah. So once the narrative is written about a certain quarterback, and the league loves their superstar quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes being one of them, you know that the narrative, oh, Tyreek Hill left, and he's still dominating. He's mm. awesome. Blah, blah, blah. I think it's already built itself, so I'd be really shocked at this point if it's anyone but him. Um. So I think Jalen's probably okay. And I do think the Eagles are going to have the first seed wrapped up in, I mean, you know, one more week, probably. Yeah. You know, the things are going to be wrapped up pretty quickly. I mean, my only concern with Jalen missing the time is I don't know if I want him to miss three to three weeks to a month before he gets his first playoff game or his yeah. second career playoff game. But that's my only hesitation there. I really hope he's healthy enough to go against the Saints just so we can get some live action. Because obviously that last game, no one's playing, and then they'll have the bye. Yeah, and I think last year it kind of showed that having the bye isn't always that great because some of those teams just came out really flat, and then they now that they lost, they weren't in the playoffs anymore. So, yeah, I mean, I still think there's obviously value in it. It's just yeah, Eagles are going to wrap this up so quickly. I mean, you could legitimately make the case that they don't even need to play the starters against the Saints. I mean, they'll probably still get the first seed. I mean, if the Vikings manage to, you know lose that game or the Colts managed I should say managed to hold on then you'd pretty much have the first seed locked up with a bow on it by now but yeah what are you going to do I do want to say because I've been saving this rant for three weeks now because one of the most annoying things I've heard for this entire season and now it's starting to drift away because they've got beaten a couple good teams but all the people that have said oh who the Eagles be oh the Eagles have been no oh they suck oh they, they, they suck oh they're terrible oh show me a real team oh they're yeah. terrible oh yeah, we just beaten the Cowboys, the Vikings, and oh, but we still don't play anyone. So then we went on and embarrassed. I mean, we took the starters out in the second half against a division leader in the AFC, the better conference mm-hmm. and the Titans. Mm-hmm. Then we went along and crushed everyone's darling from New York. Oh, Brian Dable, he's the coach of the year. Daniel Jones is, oh, he's not a bust. This defense is incredible. And then they just destroyed him yeah. again. Those are two playoff teams that they had their way with. This wasn't close. This wasn't a tight game. This wasn't anything close to competition. This was an ass whooping two weeks in a row against quality competition that our starters didn't even finish the game. The thing with the Eagles, it's not that they're not playing anyone that matters. It's just they're not playing any games that matter because the games they play are over in the third quarter. True. But I think I think that narrative is starting to go away now because now it's making people I look like an idiot. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard it as much. But yeah, I, I would just like go on like I see like a post on Instagram or something. And people be like, "Yeah, but look at who they played." It's like, look at who they like. You don't know what it, teams are going to be good like the start of the season, and like you win the games you're given. Like it's not about like it's hard to win games in the NFL, especially thirteen of them. Like you're childish if you're if that's your argument. Well, whatever's what makes me want to bash my head into a wall is when the same person ripping the Eagles because they don't play anyone is the same person praising the Cowboys and how great they are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Eagles destroyed the Cowboys. Does yeah. one plus one not equal two, or are we ignoring that? Or the Vikings, everyone's darling. Oh, it's their year. Justin Jefferson's awesome. Kirk Cousins, this defense, blah blah blah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did they not get 
destroyed by the uh, i must have forgot about that it's just it's amazing but now that they knocked off two quality teams i mean in the giants case i think they're complete frauds you've been saying this yeah i mean the giants are frauds it's just it honestly it it's too late in the season that we played the giants to expose them because if we played them earlier in the season that would have been exposed early enough but yeah they stink uh the titans i still think they kind of stink too but you know I, i think they're better they lost. They were seven and three. Now they're seven and seven. Yeah, things things come at you pretty quickly. So what <laughs> happens when? And I'm waiting for the world to collapse when the whole excuse is, "Oh, we only beat the Cowboys because Cooper Rush is playing." So what happens when we beat the Cowboys with our backup quarterback? Yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> like life would, does come around oh, 360, man. doesn't it? Oh, it would be it would be divine justice. It would be so nice because I'm thinking about it like. Everyone was talking all that, like, oh, well, Cooper Rush. I was like, Cooper Rush was doing fine for you guys yeah, for four weeks. He was weeks. fine up until he played the Eagles. Now that he looked like shit against a good defense, you're you're going to make excuses. Now that Micah Parsons got – he wasn't exposed, but he was isolated, and the Eagles found out a way to, to get him away from the play and destroyed that defense. There was only a game because the Eagles let off the pedal. They were up 20 nothing oh, yeah. in the half. Like, I don't want to hear that, like, oh, it was Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush doesn't play defense. Like, yeah. come on now. He imbe- – if Nick Sirianni wins coach of the year, which I have to think right now, off the top of your head, is he your front runner? Because he's my front runner. Now that the uh, Dave nonsense I mean, has calmed down, I'll give it – you know what? Surprise sleeper in there. Dougie P. Dougie I was going to say, if they make the playoffs. Con- if they make the playoffs. Him and Dan Campbell – are like my sleepers. If either of those teams make the playoffs, they that coach deserves. The Jaguars, if, they, if the Jaguars win out, they make the playoffs, which is wild. But yeah. um, I don't know what Detroit's like, how they can get in. They're right there. I think they're only a game behind the Giants and the Well, yeah, the NFC is Washington. True. But okay, before, before I get too off point, what I wanted to say, is it more impressive what Dougie P and Dan Campbell are doing taking bottom feeders to – playoff fringe or Nick Sirianni taking playoff fringe to juggernaut I I from so love love the Eagles but I think the other two are more impactful just because when I mean, you look at the Lions and they were they've been a cesspool for years ever since True. you know basically since Calvin Johnson left they've been I mean even when he was there they were I mean they were yeah. yeah since me and you have been alive <laughs> yeah um so like Dan Campbell like you you've seen this process of him slowly building it so that like him winning him winning that award would be like the the final like uh full circle of it all coming together whereas Dougie P is like the Urban Meyer destroyed that team the yeah, locker room I... was a mess and uh I don't know if you caught any of the Thursday game but um, the announcers were pointing out these like quotes that players were interviewed on the Jaguar side and like how Dougie P is like impacted the locker room and stuff. And they all had like, like, Oh, it's like a whole different culture. Like he, he makes you want to play hard. He makes you want to play for him and like great character, great energy and all this stuff. And like you said, here they are. Charles Lawrence looks yeah. phenomenal. Uh, another, another four touchdown game, I think it was. Or no, not four touchdown. The week before was four against Dallas. But um, good game there, yeah. No, he looked good. He did look. I listen. I love Dougie. We all love Dougie. We'll never stop loving Dougie. And I'm not. I'm not surprised by him and Dom like being as good as he is now. I'm not surprised oh, yeah. at all by that. But I'm going to take the other stance here. 
I think the NFL is a parody league. Most teams are eight and eight or two games above it, two games below it. To get uh-huh. to that fringe playoff success isn't I won't say not hard, but that's what the league is, is a whole bunch of fringe playoff teams, teams that are right in the hunt, teams that are in the playoffs and teams that, you know, are, are, you know, division winners. I don't think that's the hardest part to get, especially with the salary cap and everything. Those terrible teams, the Jags, the Lions, they usually have a ton of money, great draft picks and all that. Yeah. To get to the juggernaut status now. Now that's, that's, that's tough. I get it. Very tough. I get it. But I think on on paper and then on the field, it's very, very clear how talented this team is at all facets. You're right. Um, and I would even say the Bears game, I wouldn't even put it on Jalen or you know anybody else. I think it was poor, poor play calling, poor coaching that led to that really slow start in that game and then like the fact that it was close at the end. But Oh, um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I think Sierra is doing phenomenal, especially in his second year. I mean, Doug went to the Super Bowl in his second year, so this is very reminiscent of that. But, yeah, I don't know. I just think he's got so much talent to work with, and um, you know, now that he's kind of let the reins go to the offensive coordinator to call the plays, and he's just focusing on coaching. Um, Yeah, I I like coaching the team itself, not individual units on the field. I think uh, I think he's in the conversation, absolutely. I'd have him over Dable, but I I think I think if either the Lions or the Jags make the playoffs, one of those coaches gets it. But if they both make it, I'd probably I I don't know. I would probably give it to Dan Campbell. Honestly, he, I think it's just like the story is just there. It's it's just listen, like a good he's a good coach. I like him and all, but I, power rankings right now, coach of the year. If I had to give it out, still Sirianni at one. I give Doug two because of how much of a toxic cesspool that was last year, and it's his first mm. year. And Dan Campbell at three. And you know what? If if Sirianni wins this award, and he would have my vote, what the the one the one game play series or whatever you want to say it, to define this season for him as coach of the year is going to be embarrassing everyone's defensive player of the year that everyone couldn't stop drooling about in that first Dallas game. He made Micah Parsons look like an idiot. Like there's really no other way to put it. Like this was the most dominant defender in the NFL. If you ask 10 NFL experts, they, it was the first person they pick without even thinking. And he wasn't scared. He wasn't afraid. He didn't game plan away from, he went directly at the guy and made him look like a fool. Yeah. And I think that is what Sirianna takes. Plus as a head coach, you got to get the coaches below him. I give a lot of credit to the head coach as well. Stoutland is awesome. That offensive line has been a juggernaut, and he's had a lot to do it. Gannon's looked really good. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'm the team that would hire him as head coach, but, I, you know, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I even, don't know about all that. Even little, listen, Shane Steichen calling plays. I, the Bears game was a little iffy, and there's kind of one or two games that seemed a little iffy. But all in all, I think the play calling has looked pretty good in the game plan. It's a good coaching unit that Sirianni's built and developed. And I think he's got to deserve some credit there. There's no weakness on this team. I think he's a great coach and he's my guy. If I had end the season right now, vote for a guy. He's the guy without a doubt. That's fine. That's fair. I do think like kind of the rumblings have been, if, if the Eagles do go on to the Super Bowl, there's a likely chance that we'll lose both Gannon and, um, I always forget what his name is. Steichen. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think St- again and yeah, Steichen. I don't think is going anywhere. Uh, he's had one season as offense coordinator. Yeah, he's been OC for a couple. He was OC in, in LA though with the Chargers. So yeah, I don't know. I'd be very surprised. 
Anyways, there were other teams. Yes. Um, so we had uh, last – so today's Friday. So last last Thursday, not yesterday, was uh, 49ers and Seahawks. Pretty low-scoring game. Uh, Niners pulled it off 21-13. Seahawks have lost like three straight, I think, now. Um, yeah, the genus yeah. magic has kind of run out. Um, Vikings <laughs> – Vikings beat the Colts in possibly the the craziest comeback I've ever witnessed. Like I I saw that it was like 33 nothing Colts to like half or were close to half and I was like, "Oh, wow." Like and I was like, "Oh, it was a defensive touchdown block kick, this and that." And then I was watching like kind of in the background, so I was like, "Oh, Vikings scored. Oh, Vikings scored." And then I was like, "All right, well the the Colts are like they'll take care of it." Oh, the Vikings got the ball back. Oh, they they scored again. Oh, it's tied. Oh, we're going to overtime. Oh, oh, the Vikings won. Like, it's just. I heard that story before. How, how you, and I do have a too much whiz for this game, but like, how do you even like let that happen? It was, it was uh, somebody, was you, you or Nick or Bobby in, in our one group chat was saying something about, is it possible to fire a coach, two coaches in one season? If you're on, if you're on the same team, like. That was a pretty bad coaching job. Yeah, that was – I mean, to be fair, we can get back into this. Like, when you hire an ESPN analysis with no coaching experience, this is kind of what you can probably yeah, expect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I just going off just Saturday's personality, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, toasting to the good life at halftime. Like, just, you know, oh, let's go, guys. We got this. We can't – we just knocked off the 10-3 and three Vikings, whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Like, I, I Jeff Saturday strikes me as a guy that was – prepare that had a victory speech at halftime and then it blew up in his face yeah. yeah he's like the owner that comes down to the field like when the game's almost over and then just to watch his team lose like when arthur blank came down the super bowl jerry jones has done moon immersive times he just seems like the type of coach that is like smiling cheering it up you know slapping the rears shaking the hands like oh jeff we, we we're still on the field. You want to call a play? Nah, nah. We're 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 we're, 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 we're going with the boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he strikes me as that. That's a, that's what he reminds me as a coach. Yeah. But it kind of played out exactly like that. So you know, can't say we're surprised. Yeah. So there was that. That game. I think it was the greatest comeback in NFL history. They said so. That's uh, like it was. like not like score to like time left wise, but yeah. Um. Moving on, we had the last Saturday game of last week was the Browns beat the Ravens 13-3. I don't, Lamar didn't play, um, and, I mean, it was a pretty ugly game, but uh, Browns yeah, can uh, I, can I just, it up. Can, can I just say, there was three games on Saturday. I forget who the announcers were, but could you imagine being the ones that got stuck with the Browns and Ravens <laughs> without Lamar Jackson when and you the, had a 33-point comeback and then and the, you had the Bills versus the Dolphins in a blizzard? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh god, talk about a short straw. That game was painful too. That Browns Ravens game. There was yeah, nothing that, that was that was what the four o'clock, and then the 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 eight o'clock game was uh Bills and and the Dolphins and Bills won thirty two twenty nine over the Finns and a pretty good game. Um, yeah, like you said, it was a blizzard. The fans were singing, you know, Christmas carols and throwing snowballs. So it's good time. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, then on Sunday, excuse me, the Eagles, like we said, beat the Bears 25 to 20. Yes, Lions took care of business over the Jets 20 to 17. Um, Steelers beat the Panthers 24 to 16 in a game nobody cares about. 
I, I'm I'm and uh I'm I'm so mad about this next game, the Chiefs and the Texans, because I picked the Texans to upset the Chiefs. And they came so close. <laughs> they they yeah. they pushed the Chiefs into overtime and then you know the Chiefs did the thing. You kind of knew it wasn't gonna happen. I mean the for them to get to overtime, I mean that's a W in my book, but I did bet on them. So like that kind of fucked me over. But yeah, if the if the if the Texans and the Falcons would have won, I would have been two grand richer. So I'm a little upset about that. But hey, that's life, man. That's life. That's life. Um, but yeah, so that was a great game. And then the uh Saints beat the Falcons, and the Falcons blew another lead at the end of the game there. Um, so that's always fun. Uh Jags took care of the Cowboys. 40 to 34, another overtime game. Oh, that was beautiful. They were that was... I forget. I think it was the Jags were up, right, for a while, and then Dallas came back. And then Dallas was up, and then the Jags came back and tied it. I think Dallas was up big actually in the fourth, like 10 points or 15, whatever. I don't know. And then Jaguars came back. Lawrence was on point, shredding that vaunted Cowboys defense. Oh, yes, very vaunted. Took an yeah. OT, got the dub. And then I think I think someone said the report was like an Eagles staff sent Doug Peterson like 35 cheesesteaks for beating the, the Cowboys. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So Listen, Doug deserves 35 cheesesteaks regardless if he beats the Cowboys or not. Doug is <laughs> Doug's, Doug's legend. But, man, beating the Cowboys in that game. Ooh-wee. Non-Eagles. Actually, you know what? That game was better than I'd say half the Eagles game this year. Like, joy that was brought to my soul. Like, I mean, the Eagles really haven't had any bad games. I mean, even that Washington's game. I mean, it was just like, you know, whatever. It was turnovers. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason Yeah, I was like, but it was also, it was kind of like a little bit was like, I kind of want them to lose just to get this loss out of the way. And they seemed very like, okay with losing at the time. Yeah, so. I, I'm not going to lie. I, th- I know we did the podcast at that. I felt okay with it too. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too butthurt. This, this Cowboys loss was like more joy was brought to me than I would say half the wins we had. Some of the, uh, yeah, that was half the wins that were better than the Cowboys losing. But man, overtime to Dougie P to the Jaguars, the fashion that they lost, all, all beautiful in every possible way. Yep. I have to set it up so we can beat the Cowboys next week to just secure pretty much everything. Oh, sign me up. Do it with Gardner Minshew too, even better. Gardner Minshew, baby. Yeah, we're spoiled, Minshew-mania. man. We we were spoiled. I love Jalen, and Jalen's the dog, and he's he's the guy for the future. And he is the MVP candidate. So it's wonderful to say you have a starting quarterback to an MVP candidate. But listen, Minshew is the coolest guy in the NFL. Yeah. The backup I mean, we, quarterback on our team is the coolest guy in the NFL. Well, we, we can get to that when we get to our picks. But yeah, I'm 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 not too worried. <laughs> like no, not at all. Not um, at all. I just can't wait till the the whole the everyone that shoots the mouth and runs their 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 gums about oh the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. It's this year. And then they have to defend the fact that they lost to the Jaguars and then Gardner Minshew back to back weeks. I mean, and especially because Minshew was like from Jacksonville too. <laughs> like, <laughs> beautiful, it's beautiful. Uh, love it. It's it's like written in the stars. It's so nice. Um, another game that nobody wanted: Broncos and the Cardinals. Um, Broncos won twenty four fifteen. So that was that happened. Who cares? Um, Titans lost to the Chargers seventeen to fourteen. That game was pretty down the wire. And then, um, was it a? Was it Mike Williams caught like a bomb from uh, Herbert, I think, and then put him in a field goal range, and they they kicked it away right at the end of that game. So uh, nice little buzzer there. 
Titans are a great team. They just seem like they're on the downward slope. I think they already peaked. They do this every year, I feel like. Yeah, they're a weird team. Nothing exciting about them. Another uh, collapse of a game. We had the Buccaneers lost to the Bengals uh, 34-23. Yeah, the Bucs were up, what, like 17-3 or like 16? I forget it was. They were up like three scores at one point. And then Joe Burrow had a halftime. like, all right, time to start playing. And then they just took care of business. Brady Brady hasn't looked that good at all this year. So no, no. I mean, I listen, you, Brady did not look good, but I mean they're are you really I mean, they're, gonna get them they're hurt. Brady the coaching has been kind of like all over the place too. So I was gonna say they let up what was it, like four touchdowns in consecutively. Like yeah. he doesn't play defense. <laughs> no. Um the second probably wildest game we had was uh, the Raiders and the Patriots. Uh, Raiders won thirty to twenty four in probably one of the craziest final plays I've ever seen. Where for that some reason, for some reason, the Patriots said, "Hey, let's do laterals," even though the game's tied. Um, and it was regulation. It's not like it was overtime. It was regulation. End of the game, and uh, Stevenson like was running through. Um, had did got pretty far, and then he tossed it back to one of his receivers, and this motherfucker decided I'm gonna throw it backwards all the way to half field, and who is sitting there waiting? Chandler Jones <laughs> picks it off, and then the the icing on the cake. He stiffs arms Mac Jones right into the ground. I mean, Mac Jones tackles Chandler Jones, buries him, and then runs yeah. down the field for a walk off touchdown. Uh, is that even an interception? Like, what do you call that? <laughs> like, uh, a lateral idiotic, pick? Honestly, like, I don't even know. Idiotic. It was so stupid. But I was like, man, if I was at that game, that would have been nuts. I My soul, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, my soul would still be fractured. I wouldn't have been able to compose myself a week later. Insane. Brutal. Insane. All right. And then we had the Sunday night game, which – was actually a surprisingly good game. Giants and the Commanders. Giants won twenty to twelve. I mean, the Commanders had this game like four times over. Like they, yeah. they, they could have won. They kept messing up, and the, I mean, the fishing was definitely not helping them. They had a lot of bad calls. Like the last touchdown throw, or the not it wasn't a touchdown, but the last throw into the end zone was definitely past interference, and nothing was called. So, but yeah, happens. Yeah. yeah. You have your opportunities. You need to make the most of them. And then uh, Packers won 24-12 over the Rams. Seemed like it was more of a defensive game for the Pack, and Rodgers did, you know, enough. So, Could you imagine the disappointment by whoever makes these games? Like, oh, I oh know. man, they're, they're thinking ESPN Monday Night Football. We've got the reigning MVP playing the defending Super Bowl champions in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Like the the pre the preseason meeting must have been like out of control, like just losing their mind, jaws on the floor. Like this is going to be awesome. Like there's no way this game isn't incredible. Yeah, and here we are with yeah. a game that I got to be honest with you, I could have watched a rerun of Family Guy, and I'd be more into that than I would have this game. <laughs> like a rerun I've seen like ten times, like mm-hmm. one of those kind of reruns, or throw on The Office, like just one I've seen multiple times. Much more entertaining than seeing this train wreck. Yeah. But hey, someone won. Someone had to win, as they do. Yeah. Yeah. But 
that's it for the games of the week. From that, who are our studs and duds? Haven't had this segment in a while. It's been a while. No, it's been brewing for a while. Don't worry. I just know I, I never skip a week. I've okay. had a stud and dud every single week. Oh. I, I never I never let keep the foot off the gas pedal. Beautiful. So I assuming we're still in a good mood, right? It's Christmas. The Eagles are thirteen and one. Yeah. Gardner Minshew is about to beat the Eagles or yeah, beat it's the Cowboys. Christmas Eve, Eve. You know, Eve, Eve, yeah, you Eve, know, Eve, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's roll right into this one. And okay. I'm just going to say, my studs have a defensive presence this week. Got to keep you on your toes. I haven't seen you in a while, you know, so I wanted to you know keep I, you guessing. You know, I like my defense. It's very true. So this guy is actually someone that I gave a little praise to in the beginning of the season. Okay. He was someone I picked for an award at the end of the year. Um, okay. He played, and he's been very solid. He's actually making me look pretty good, I'm not going to lie. But this game, he came out and balled out at extra, extra. Looking like the superstar that, you know, the Giants definitely were hoping that he would become when they drafted him. Uh, yes. So my man, my man had 12 total tackles, 9 solo, led the team, a sack, 3 tackles for loss, plus a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And in a game that was 20-12, to 12, that touchdown meant a lot. Yeah. So we're going to go with my preseason defensive rookie of the year, Kayvon Thibodeau, on the third stud this, this week. I, I had my reservations about him because, A, he was going to the Giants. And, B, sure. he, he kind of just gave me that vibe of those big-time players that weren't really well, – he was from what? The Pac- Pac-12? Oregon. Oh, or yeah, yeah. And I'm just like – Maybe he won't work out. Maybe he'll be a bust. Got the skill set, but we'll translate to the NFL. But, yeah, he's been great. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt for a little, and then he got quiet. But now, you know, he just went See, you know, turn it, it on. He's His career so far I, parallels Micah Parsons so much. And this is what I thought of when I was – Which sucks pre-season. for us. <laughs> I know, exactly. I know, I know. And I, I think I even said that when I picked him as my defensive rookie of the year. I was like, these are two five-star superstar recruits coming out of high school. They went to two big schools, but not like big, big schools. Like they didn't go to the SEC. They didn't go to Ohio State. They didn't do any of that. No Clemson. They, you know, were very solid. Maybe you could argue didn't live up to the expectations of being the superstar recruit they were. Mm. Attitude problems came around when it came around to draft time and when everyone's bringing down everyone that they can. They, you know, they had a little cocky vibe. They're, you know, too ahead of themselves. And then they get drafted by an NFC East rival. And now they're in the pros getting paid a lot of money and suddenly they want to turn it on. So it just, they parallel too much, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, it kills me to put a giant on the list, but I'm in a good mood. It's Christmas. So came on Thibodeau third stud. Yeah. Yeah. He's a looking guy. I mean, Jordan Davis is not on their, on their level, but I'm very happy with that pick for us. Oh, without so. a doubt. Jordan Davis is awesome. He's yeah. Jordan Davis isn't splashy. They they they're the, they are all very good players. I'll it's take, just Jordan I mean, Davis isn't splashy. The Kobe Dean still hasn't really had a time to shine. I mean, even when he got a little bit of game time a couple of weeks ago and he like had like six tackles in like six minutes. Yeah. I'm, just, so, I'm not worried. We'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. It's a good thing for him. Let him develop a little bit. Yeah. Let him heal that peck injury that apparently everyone in the NFL was scared of. Didn't look like that big of a problem when he played, but yeah. When, Honestly, know, yeah, I time. forgot all about that, but yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> all right, moving on. So we're going to go with offense side of the ball this time. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have a little moment and just say that I would still be in my fantasy playoffs if this guy didn't want to have the best game of his entire career, but, you know, another time, another day. Happens. 
it did help me a little bit soften the blow that he did this against one of our hated rivals. And it felt so good seeing him not do it once, not doing it twice, but three times scoring. So for six receptions, 109 yards, three touchdowns, mm. including one that was a, like a 59 yard deep ball where he just like threw a guy to the ground, made him look foolish and like turned around at the goal line. He's like, you chumps. chumps. It was Zay Jones. <laughs> Zay Jones, Jones from the Jacksonville Jaguars. What a name. And not a name, yeah, not a name I would have thought. I got to be honest. This this stud list is the most obscure stud list I've ever done. I like it. I you. like it. The fact that we have a rookie and Zay Jones so far tells you everything. <laughs> and, and I promise you, did it's you, only going to get wilder. When we, when we started this back in 2020, did you expect Zay Jones to ever make your stud list? <laughs> no, I got to be honest. No, I did, I did not. Yeah. Now here, I now I've got one for you. Now oh. I've got one for you that you that, like I said, it's the most obscure list we've done. So coming in at number one stud. Okay. A guy that I said Zay Jones had the game of his career. This guy had the game of his life. I mean, we're talking about a guy that when he when he dominated whatever high school city he grew up in, that he was the best player that's ever touched that field. Mm-hmm. This is the best game of his entire life. I don't know him personally, but I can guarantee it's the best game of his entire life. And first off, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself because you made this rule of one person from each team, and I've stuck to that until this moment. So this guy, coming off one of my favorite games of the entire year, just like Zay Jones plays for those beautiful Jacksonville Jaguars, had Mm. 18 total tackles, nine solos, not one, but two interceptions, including a pick six to end the game and ruin the Cowboys' It was a great catch, too. It was so nice. Oh, I love that. And I, I, I will I, allow I, it. I will allow I it. I apologize. I got too carried away. It was the merriness <laughs> in naming. But I've always been good. I've stuck to the rules. But we're going to go with number one stud, Ray Sean Jenkins. He did ball out. He did ball out. It is the most obscure stud list I've ever done. But I honestly don't know what I'm else here for it. On. I'm here for it. Three touchdowns, say Jones. And then Rashawn Jenkins, the greatest game of his life, including a pick six in overtime. Oh. So nice against none. Other I think than it was worth it. Dallas Cowboys. Can I get can I get your blessings on breaking your own breaking your rules? Thank I you, shall sir. let this in the spirit of the good merriness. I shall let this pass. Cheers to that and fuck the Cowboys. Just absolutely fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> all right. Well, now we're all happy, feeling ourselves, and off to a yes. good time. Let's move on to the downside. So we're gonna roll right into, and I'm just gonna tell you, I have. Two Super Bowl winning coaches on my on my dud list to shoot this week. Interesting. Off to the first one. So the first one we have one is very. You know what? I'm. I don't feel like people talk about this enough. We're talking about a big, big drop off in between one year to the other. Uh-huh. And you know what? Your biggest changes is, is they switched head coaches, and especially I think it was Raheem Mostert I had on this dud list last when we did it. You know, defensive minded guy who just his defense was getting torched. Let's go to another defensive-minded guy whose defense is now allowed at 34 and 35 points back-to-back weeks. Whose team is now sitting at a putrid 6-8. and eight. They're still in, you know, in the fight for a division title, which is insane. But you can't tell me that these Buccaneers have looked any glimpse of anywhere near what they were when Bruce Arians was the head coach. So Todd Bowles is my first dud here. And... Say what you want. I know there's injuries on the offensive line. Gronk retired. But you still have the greatest football player ever. You still have loaded options on your offense. You still have tons of defensive superstars. You have a defensive head coach 
who just gave up 35 and 35 points last the last two weeks. Joe Burrow dropped four touchdowns in a row consecutively before the Buccaneers did a damn thing about it. And by the damn thing about it, I mean kick a field goal when the game was already over. They completely shut down in the second half. So I don't think this gets enough airplay, but this Buccaneers team, since Arians is retired, is not the same team. And that roster looks very similar, but they have fallen off a cliff. So we're going to go with Todd Bowles as our third stud, third dud this week. Yeah, they it's just been looking rough, and I don't that the Six NFC South Six looks, and eight. The NFC South looks worse than the NFC East did like last year and the previous years. Like it's what the Eagles won the one year when they were like what seven and nine or seven and eight or whatever. Yeah, uh, it it's not as this is worse. <laughs> like, the Panthers who fired their coach and are a train wreck. Might make might win the division. It's not even make the playoffs. Might win the division. No, I, if I, like I said, either I of those them in the beginning of the year, if, if they go to the playoffs, if either of those teams wins out, they are they win the NFC South because they they play each other in two weeks. So if either of them wins out, like they get the tie. Can you imagine the Panthers? <laughs> who the fuck is playing quarterback? Is it Sam Darnold now? Like who even knows? Listen, I, I told you from the beginning of the year, Panthers are making the playoffs. Did I expect it to go down? You this did. Way? Maybe not. If this, right. if that happens, I'll, I'll give you your flowers because that is insane to me. There's no fucking you, way. <laughs> All right, move on. Who's next? Moving on. So we got another Super Bowl winning coach, and this one is going to stir the pot a little bit. We're arguably talking about the greatest coach to ever coach the game of football. Mm. But listen, the greatest coach that ever has coached the game of football does not put out a performance that I saw this week. His team put up six penalties, three false starts. They had a idiotic block punt where the guy on the end, Jabril Peppers, just decided I'm not going to block anyone this time. And what what do you know? They got a block punt. And they just looked out of sync. And this has been happening for a couple of weeks now. Mac Jones has visually cursed out Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator multiple weeks in a row now. Mac Jones looks horrendous. He's bad, yeah. He he looks horrendous. He was great in his rookie season. Josh McDaniels leaves. Bill Belichick very questionably brings in Matt Patricia, a defensive coach who looks like a buffoon in Detroit to run the offense with a second-year quarterback that he's going to give the franchise to. And it's looked as disastrous as you thought it would be. Yep. This team gets so many penalties. They are This team has more penalties than I think Belichick's probably had in the last decade. They look completely undisciplined, uncoached, and they don't know what they're doing. And then let's get back to it. The cherry on top of it. I've never seen a Bill Belichick coach team ever do something as dumb as I just saw this past week. Yeah. We've already hinted on a little bit, but you're right. The game was tied. There was no miracle needed to be happened. Like, you could have no. just gone overtime. What the hell were you thinking? When you they threw weren't. the ball 30 yards backwards, in best case scenario, Mac Jones catches that ball and gets leveled by Chandler Jones. That is the best case scenario. Like I don't understand Probably what still else causes you think was fumble. gonna. But like, what else did you think was gonna happen? Mac Jones was back there by himself. He's not gonna throw the ball forward. He is gonna get leveled by Chandler Jones. That is the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is exactly what happened. I I, I just I don't understand what the hell was going through that guy's mind. And considering how Belichick has had such a good leash on his team and they don't make these stupid mistakes, they don't have penalties, they don't have blown special teams assignments, they don't have quarterbacks cursing out their offensive coordinator on national TV, this doesn't look like a Bill Belichick team. This dud, this dud um, re- nominee should have probably happened earlier in the year. 
But man, this team is a disaster. I, I, I can't even believe that this is a Bill Belichick team. So number two, Dud, we're going Belichick. Never thought he'd be on the Dud list. It's it's amazing. It really is. It's really amazing. I still think I can't remember like best case scenario, Mac Jones gets his head taken off. Like I, I don't understand where the thinking was. Moving on. Yeah. And Chandler Jones, former Patriot, icing on icing on the cake there. It's true. Now my dud my stud my dud list actually has come full circle. I know we're big oh. into the full circle here. So, so we started with a we started with an NFC South coach who okay. coaches Tom Brady. Then we moved on to Tom Brady's former coach, Bill Belichick. Okay. Who in tandem with Tom Brady beat my number one dud wow. in a pain, pain, painful loss. And I would say the worst blown lead I've ever seen in my life up until this past week that he was also involved in. And like, yeah, listen, when you blow a 33 point lead, it isn't it isn't one person like that's a whole team effort. You really all have to be terrible to lose a game like that. But when you look at the scoreboard being 39 to 36, you would expect a little bit better than 19 out of 33, 182 yards and one touchdown. Matt Ryan somehow only put up one touchdown, 182 yards passing in a game where his team scored 36 points. Yeah. And then he couldn't hold on to the ball long enough just so that the other team couldn't score 33 points in 30 minutes. He's washed. He needs, listen, Matt. I don't know you. You don't know me. You don't want to know me, and that's fine. I'm I'm merely nothing to you. But, buddy, I think you've had a good career. There's nothing against you. You've been a good guy. You've been a very good player. Let's call it a career after this season. I mean, dude, I, I don't know how you go home every night and then do this again. Like, my soul hurts for you. I know you're not going to listen to me, Matt. I know you could. He might. He could tell us. I don't know. Uh, call it a career, bud. This this one's painful. You are now on this on the wrong side of history for the worst blown lead in regular season history, Super Bowl history, and I think he's got the worst blown lead in postseason history. If I if I saw something correct, buddy, you need you need to call it a career. Let's let's put it away. Go enjoy your time. Spend some time at home. Don't ever watch the replays of Super Bowl Fifty One, and call it a night because that who, was putrid. Who is that Colts? cornerback who just retired at halftime do you know what i'm talking about Bonta davis yeah on the Bonte davis. let's let's cheers to matt ryan yeah cheers to you buddy pull Avante davis and just retire right now <laughs> like just call you it a career to. man <laughs> listen i feel for him and there's nothing wrong with matt ryan he's a good he seems like i mean i don't know but he seems like a good guy there's no issues with him he's been in league for a while no like his, no his locker room are, drama his stats are borderline hall of fame i'd argue but he's I mean, like a more vanilla philip rivers like he's got a Philip Rivers like career, but he's more vanilla. He doesn't have the sure. non curse word trash talking and then nine kids. But my guy, man, you I feel bad for your soul. You can't keep on doing this to yourself. So <laughs> I hate to kick you while you're down, but 33 point blown lead with the stats you put up, that's our number one dud, Matt Ryan, maybe. Damn. Well, the way you were going into that, I thought you were going to do the uh, first ever studs and duds list where we have an entire team. I thought you were just going to say the well, Indianapolis Colts are the duds of the week. <laughs> if it wasn't for a quarterback that blew 28-point lead in the Super Bowl, then yeah. But what do you know? I mean, it's hard to put the defense on this. They're like the only ones that score points. 
this this is true um all right so we are done with the studs and duds so now we go into the too much whiz segment and it's funny that you uh did discuss mr matt ryan because i did in fact have a too much whiz for matt ryan what do you got for me so for a a gentleman coined the name matty ice he sure seems to be melting a lot under pressure. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Too much is. Is Matt Ryan, I mean, you can use unlucky or just like unclutch. Is he the like most unlucky quarterback when it comes to holding on to a lead and, that you've ever watched in the NFL? I mean, we had the Super oh, Bowl. On, we have this game. I mean, there were multiple other games in his career with the Falcons where he blew 10, 15 point leads in the fourth quarter. Oh, I mean, it was a running thing after the, after the Super Bowl loss. It was like nearly every other week. Uh, I, I, without a doubt, I'm not even going to put thought into this. This is without a doubt. I mean, oh, yeah. it's. I feel bad for the guy because when he retires and we think of Matt Ryan, it'll be blown leads. It, that's that's all his career is going to be. It's it's very sad, but that's all it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at this now because I remember there was a stat, uh, not a stat, but. Uh, Matt Ryan has been on the losing end of the biggest blown leads in NFL international game history. In oh, that's what game. it was. Not playoffs. It was international. Uh, in regular season history, which we just saw. Biggest blown lead in the NFC championship game history when they played the Niners. Hmm. And I think Kaepernick, Kaepernick was still the quarterback. Did, yeah. And then biggest Super Bowl blown lead in NFL history. Yeah, I'm looking at these, this right here. It was obviously twenty eight three in the Super Bowl. He was he was up ten on San Diego when the Chargers were in San Diego with five minutes left. They were up fifteen on the cow. They were up fifteen on the Cowboys with four minutes left. They were up sixteen on the Bears with six minutes left, and then they were up uh, twenty one. No, eight seventeen. They were up seventeen over. Tampa in the fourth quarter. Like, you know what? Like that list you just mentioned, those last four games, those would be like one of the worst moments of many players' careers. That is like something I don't even recognize. They'd only have it happen until like once. <laughs> I was just say, like, Matt Ryan has so many other painful so moments. Like, it's like you don't even think about them. It's like, oh, but that, that compares nothing to the other ones. 20 Feel years now. 20 years from now, people look at Matt Ryan highlights and it'll just be all the blown leads. Uh, That's literally all it is. That's a, you know what? His Dan and Philip Rivers' career aren't very different. Yeah. I actually say Matt Ryan's been more successful. You know what? I think Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan has was, been more successful. I think yeah. Matt Ryan was a better quarterback. In his but prime. you know what you never hear? You never hear Matt Ryan's name ever mentioned in the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers' Hall of Fame conversation is stupid. He's not a Hall of Famer. He just threw but the ball a lot. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's no. nowhere near a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan has got a much better case than Philip Rivers does, and there's no way he'll ever even be mentioned in it because only thing people think of is the games he lost. And I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Moving on. Yeah. Moving on to another relative of Matt Ryan. And by relative, I mean someone who attributed to this blown loss record of his. Mr. Thomas Brady. So, my question to you. Too much whiz. When this season is over, Tom Brady is either going to retire or go to another team. But either way, he is not going back to Tampa next year. Too much whiz. Oh, he's uh, – no. Definitely retiring. 
absolutely no way he goes to another team. And I feel bad for Matt Ryan because I feel like he's going to probably retire the same year as Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's going to take the spotlight from him again. Of course. <laughs> there is absolutely no way he goes to another team. Tom Brady is retiring. He's taking Greg Olson's job, and he's going to go travel around getting paid $30 million a year to call football games and bang women all over the country. <laughs> that is what his life is now. Yeah. That'll be, he continues uh... to be the GOAT in life. Yeah, good for him, man. Listen, well, right. I said this when they got divorced. Him getting divorced pretty much guaranteed that he was retiring next year. He's going to go live the single life. Jeez. Moving on from Bachelor Brady, uh, another player we kind of touched on, um, Jalen Hurts. So mm. my question to you, too go much ahead. whiz. If Jalen doesn't suit up in the next three games, has a bye, and his first game back is a playoff game, the Eagles will lose too much whiz. If he sits for a month. Well, you, not... No, stop. Don't explain. Get out of here with that ridiculous question. Do you really it's, think I'm going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, the Eagles are going to lose their first playoff. Get the freak out of here. A month of okay. rest? A month of rest. I agree. I don't like the month of rest. But get the notion out of your skull that the <laughs> Eagles are going to lose the first I'm game. I'm saying it's going to happen. This is just all hypothetical. Okay. Theoretically, all right, we'll go with that. Who are the Eagles going to play? Probably Brock Purdy, Niners, a Vikings no, team. No, the Niners are going to win their their division, so it'll probably be it'll probably be an NFC. It'll probably be Cowboys or an NFC South team because they'll play the lowest seed. Whoever wins, yeah, yeah. There is zero possible way you think I'm going to say anything but the Eagles go and destroy whoever comes out for them. I'm I don't just, like I just put it out there. I listen, I agree. I think that there's a real chance that he doesn't play football for a whole month. And I do not like that. Nope. But this team's loaded. He's awesome. I'm not worried at all. Okay. Well, that will wrap up our, our too much whiz and our studs and duds. Moving on, we have our power rankings. Starting off at 10, we have the Chargers. This is mostly unchanged from last week. Chargers at 10, Ravens at 9, Dolphins at 8. Dallas drops one spot to seven. Vikings move up one spot to six. Bengals at five. 49ers at four. The Kansas City Chiefs at three. Buffalo Bills at two. And your Fly Eagles fly at number one. I will ask, did How you... How many weeks is that at number one now? Uh, That's a good question. I think we put them at number one when they were like the last big undefeated team between like the Bills and the Chiefs. So probably won the what? The Bills lost to the Dolphins. Might have been. I don't remember. That's a good question. Um, but I was gonna say, have you did you hear that the uh Jason Kelsey, um, Jordan Mylotta and Lane Johnson made a little Christmas album? Did you see that? I did. I did. Did you give it a listen? I have. It was very good. I was impressed. I, they don't I ship was, those albums to the UK, unfortunately. I was telling a friend because uh she had mentioned about it, and I was like yeah, I thought it would be like a fun little album. Like they'd have a good time. They'd be like, oh yeah, it was it was cool. But it's like they can all sing. Like it was pretty I was yeah, impressed. It was pretty good. Listen, Jordan Maloletta was on uh, The Masked Singer a couple of years ago, I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the funniest yeah. reaction ever because it was like this was like I mean, I, I don't know if I would even say he's a big name now, but this was like before anyone, even football fans, really knew Jordan Maloletta. Mm-hmm. And I remember like Nick Cannon taking off saying like, Oh, it's 
NFL player Jordan Malata, and everyone had the fake reaction, like, oh my god, it's Jordan Malata. Like, I guarantee you, no one actually knew who the hell he was. I was like, oh, look at that, Jordan Malata. Thank you, say, but hey, roll into some Christmas games because we got games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Life is good. I will say, I did my research real quick. October 6th, we announced the Eagles were the number one team, uh, week five, and I don't think, even when they lost to the Washington, that we dropped them at all. I think they've been at number one since week five. So, good stuff. Good stuff. It never ends. We're going to end the season on number one. So, all right, Christmas gifts. What do we got underneath the tree? Christmas gifts. Well, to recap, we had a great showing across the board. We all went 12-4 and in our game picks, which was – quite surprised because i took a couple opposites from you and then we all basically just literally just flipped um so i had uh houston you had carolina those canceled i had the falcons and the cowboys you had the saints and Chag jags those canceled i had denver and the raiders you had cardinals and patriots they canceled Such bullshit That's so, just don't do the dumbest play in nfl history and that would be nice and uh bobby kept the uh, guest picks in the running for for uh, close keeping them close to our picks, he also went twelve and four. So, but there you have it. Going into it, um, we have to start Jaguars um, beat the Jets on Thursday night football, nineteen to three. I mean, we were both as I predicted. Yeah, yeah. As, as I predicted. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, so this is going to be a weird. So tomorrow is like the majority. Saturday is the majority of the games. It's basically a flip of, of last week. Um, so Sunday will be like three games, I think. Um, I love it. Man, Christmas Eve football, and then you got uh, NBA on Christmas Day. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Uh, so starting off, we have Falcons and the Ravens. Uh, who do you – I think I believe Lamar's back. So who do you like in that one? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Lamar's confirmed back. Is he for sure? I don't know for sure. I just heard rumblings that he's probably back. Uh, for the Even Ravens still? playoffs. Yeah, for the I mean, Ravens Desmond playoffs. play now, so. Oh, you're right. I forgot to forget about that. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's not playing, uh, but I still think the Ravens pull out this game. They need it. They need it badly. Yeah, they've been a weird team this year. Um, so I will also take La Ravens. Um, next game is the Lions and the Panthers. I'm going to take the Lions, but I have this weird, weird feeling that the Panthers might sneak this out. I, But I'm going to take the Lions, but I would not be shocked if the Panthers somehow won this one. The Lions are arguably one of the hottest teams in football right now, but for the sake of like my Panthers in the playoffs pick, I think I need you the Panthers to. to win this. <laughs> I'm taking the Panthers. Damn. I think they might do it. I think they, there's a good chance. I was pretty 50-50. I can't wait. It. I can't wait till they make the playoffs. I, I will be – I'll have to eat my words. That will be insane. Um, Seahawks and the Chiefs is our next game. Who do you like in that one? Oh, the Seahawks are going the wrong way. Uh, this The Chiefs are taking this one. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are finally kind of being exposed for being a mediocre team. Um, hey, Gino's done great, but, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's only so far. But there are, a lot of their weaknesses are coming to the forefront here. So I will take KC as well, especially because I picked against them last week. Um Idiotic. Next game, Saints and the Browns. I mean, the Browns honestly look better with Jacoby Brissett 
and not Deshaun Watson, but it is what it is. However, we need the Saints to lose so the Eagles get a good draft pick, so I will pick Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, they look to go with Brissett just because Brissett was there in training camp and with them whole season. Like, it's going to take Watson a couple games to get used to it. I still think they win this game, though. So, okay. Saints in the top five. Let's do it. And it would be even better next week when we get to beat the Saints and help our draft position, but I'm taking the Browns. Fair enough. Next game, Texans at the Titans. Did the Texans finally get it? Like, they've played so many close games. Did they finally get a win here over the really, really struggling Titans? Uh, no, I'm taking okay. the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans, too. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to build it up. You know, you never know. I appreciate it. Good storyteller. Bengals and the Patriots. I... Uh, I mean, after the putrid performance, the problem is Mac Jones and Matt Patricia are going to end up cursing each other out at half at halftime. So, how are they going to manage to score thirty five points, which Joe Burrow is going to drop on them? So, I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. My only excuse was going to be it's Belichick, and I can't see him coming out with a poor game plan again after all that. But He's yeah, on the dead list for a reason. I'll take the Bengals. Um, Giants and the Vikings. Hmm. I don't know. The Giants I have mean, kind of shown that they're not great. Vikings need a win, so I – they need some consistency. I'll take the Vikings. The Giants are frauds. Um, I kind of thought the Vikings were frauds, but, I mean, they did come back from 33 and win. They're that was very fraud. impressive. I, I – See, their game was like, I feel like, you know, most people have a hangover. They get an incredible game like that, and they, you know, they fall apart the next game. I feel like it's the opposite. I think they're going to take that and run it with a momentum. The Giants are frauds, though. That's what it really comes down to. So let's take the Vikings. Next game we have is the Bills and the Bears. You like? Uh, yeah, 3-11 and 11 versus 11-3. We're going to go Bills. Yeah, I'll take the Bills as well. Then we have the Commanders and the 49ers. And this is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to take Washington. I think they have more to lose than the Niners do. The Niners aren't really going to be worried about Seattle catching them. And Rams have been eliminated, which is crazy. Super Bowl winners eliminated week 14. Um, And the Cardinals are also basically eliminated because they're don't quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think commanders could do it. I mean, they just need to clean up their – they were a little sloppy in the fourth quarter. I think if they clean that up and uh, Jamar um, or Chase Young's playing, so maybe that would be an impact. So I'll take the commanders. Um, I mean, the Niners, I thought were always the biggest contenders to the Eagles up until Jimmy G got hurt. Brock Purdy is a good story and that offense and and defense, the whole team is freaking loaded, but let's be honest, Brock Purdy is not going to go that far, but he'll win this game. So I'm taking the Niners. And all the people that shit on the McCaffrey trade, oh, running backs have no value, blah, 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 blah. Like, just – you think Brock Party would be doing anything if it wasn't for McCaffrey, especially with Debo Samuel out? You're mm-hmm. insane. Oh, if McCaffrey running went down, they value. would be, Yeah, McCaffrey goes yeah. down, they're, they're bad. But If they didn't have McCaffrey, they'd be screwed. Imagine if they didn't make that trade in the situation they're now. They're 10-4 and four about to go to the playoffs and win their division. And McCaffrey yeah. has a lot to do with that. So people are screaming, oh, this is a terrible trade. This is a terrible trade. I don't know about that. Yeah. All right. Um, then we got our game of the week. Eagles at the Cowboys. Minshew Mania. What do you like? I'm going to get Christmas Eve 
you know what? Actually, Santa will be arriving while that game's going on because I think it's later. It's nine twenty-five game. So well, four twenty-five Eagles... in America, but yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the Eagles beat the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew, Santa will be arriving at my house, and it'll be a blissful moment. And I can't wait for the complete 360 of all the excuses. Oh, we had cool brush. That's why we lost. Okay, well, our backup quarterback just beat you. So, coolest player in the NFL. We're going with Minshew Mania. Go Birds, baby. Yeah, I'm – I would have been nervous if it was any other scenario, but I was telling this to um, my coworker. I was like, I'm not even worried. Like, Minshew doesn't even have to do a lot. They can just run that ball, and then if Dallas can stop Sanders in the running attack, then they will throw to A.J. Brown or let Devontae exactly. Smith, you know, uh, cook up their cornerbacks. Who I mean, Dallas is pretty injured on defense, too. Their secondary's missing a lot of players. So Don't they give can... them excuses now. Listen, those cockroaches will find excuses. Don't start feeding them. them. Listen, Brock Purdy – I'm all for the Minshew Mania. I think he's going to get a dub here, and we're going to be able to rub it in Dallas's face for the rest of the year. I mean, hopefully we nothing ha- nothing bad happens in the playoffs, but it's gonna it's gonna be good. Brock Purdy's winning a lot of games right now because his team's loaded. The Eagles are freaking loaded. Dak is just going to win. Dak has also played pretty poorly the last like three weeks. So yeah, well, the he's Cowboys a lot stink, of picks. So. so then the Sunday night game. Is, or excuse me, Saturday night game is Raiders and the Steelers. I'm going Vegas, baby. Fifty year anniversary of the Macula reception. R.I.P. Franco Harris. Oh yes, terrible, terrible timing. But um, you know what? I'm going to take the Raiders too. In a weird way, I think they're going to carry that momentum. I listen. I am a big momentum guy. I'm a big momentum guy. And the Steelers have done absolutely nothing to make me think that they're going to win a game. So. Give me the Raiders. Well, we only have, I think, a two-game. You you have a two- or three-game lead on me. So I just got to – I'm also keeping myself, you know, cushioning myself. You know, okay. on those close games, coin flips, I'll just take whatever you're taking. Yeah, well. Um, moving into Sunday, we have three games. So we have Packers and Dolphins. Um, it's If it was in Lambeau, I would think differently, but it's in Miami. So I will take the Dolphins. They could play on the moon. I'm still taking the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, next game, Broncos and the Rams. Good lord! Um, oh, shoot, is that the? Oh my god, that the only game we have at that time on Sunday? Yeah. Uh, you we're, know what? I have ready. to. I don't have my NBA package. I usually get it when you know, that <laughs> if the season's over. I might have to buy it early. This is. I can't. I cannot possibly watch that game. Ugh. Um. God. Hold on. I. Uh, let's do heads is Broncos, I mean, Rams is tails. Hey Siri, flip a coin. I guess Russell Wilson's still playing, so I don't know. I guess I'll take the Broncos. She's not going to do it. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Tails. Oh well, I, you know. I said so. I'll take Rams. Then you've got Broncos. Yeah, I, well, one storyline in a very painful game no one's interested in. Bobby Wagner versus Russell Wilson for the first time in their careers. So that's something. That's interesting. That's cool. But I'd rather, you know, dislocate one of my toes than watch that. <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, Sunday night game, Buccaneers and the Cardinals. 
Jeez, man. Christmas. The NFL is like, you know what? We'll let the NBA have their day. I'll take the Buccaneers. I think they need this. Tom Brady will win, will do their way through yeah. it. So prime time, Brady. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. Um, and then uh, final game, Chargers and Colts. I will take the Chargers. Yeah, after that collapse, the Colts have no momentum. They're about dead. Yeah. So I'm taking the Chargers. All right. Well, that wraps up our uh, week 15. Good to be back. Wish everybody safe Christmas and uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you, my friends. Good to see you again. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Peace. Peace.